Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. We're talking about tonight's WCTV region football matchup. We have here for the first time this year, Coach Will Hester of Ravenwood High School. Coach, thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate Coach it. Coach Stidham, you're a multiple-time man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being here again, Coach. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Region matchup, both teams 1-0, uh, so obviously it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, fall football in WCS that has playoff implications. Now, to me, it probably stresses y'all out a little bit. <laughs> but I don't think, Coach Hester, there's anything better than that. No, I mean, we tell our kids all the time about playing meaningful games, and that's what this is all about. It's a great opportunity for them to play in a game that matters. Uh, you know, obviously, you'd rather play those kinds of games. There's a lot more energy and excitement wrapped around those. And uh, this will be another. You know, last few week, years, this has been a game at the end of the season, right, that had last year there were four teams that could have been first place when we played this game. So uh, this will have, you know, like-minded implications. Coach Stedham? Yeah, I mean, you get excited about playing uh, in a big big atmosphere against a great opponent. That We don't start working out in January for nothing. Right. You know, you only get 10 opportunities, and so the, the big ones are something that, both teams are going to be really excited about to play, and, and you know we know there'll be a great crowd and, and a lot of excitement. A question for you guys, and I know I talk about this a lot, and you guys may get tired of it, but I'm always interested in this. So, Coach, you coached in Alabama. You coached in another part of the state. You've been some places. Um, do more games seem like they matter when you're coaching here because of when you don't play – region games, it's still sometimes the WCS game, or am I, am I close on that, or, or is that a stretch? Well, I mean, I don't have any games that aren't region games that are WCS games, so. Because uh, nobody will play Braidmore. I mean, that, that your word's not mine. <laughs> Did you uh, ask, though? Of course. Okay. That's, of course. So I'm gonna, we're going to go on the record saying y'all won't play. <laughs> I said it. All right, go ahead. But, so, hard for me to say, right? All ours are region games yeah, yeah, all yeah. matter a lot. So. Uh, Williamson County football, though, is as good as it gets. You know, I mean, you know, people want to throw out Rutherford County and some other places, and, you know, I would put ours right up against theirs when it comes down to, you know, the energy and the atmosphere. I think our student bodies do the best. I think our support groups, whether it be band and cheer and dance, I mean, I think it, it means a lot to all those groups. They all work super hard, and they enjoy making that game day atmosphere great. Coach Stead, let me ask you, I'll ask it in a little different way to you. So here's what... I've always thought in football, it's it's kind of cool that you've only got the 10 guaranteed. So maybe compared to another sport, if you're not doing well, now both of your teams are doing well, that it's a little easier. If I'm, if I'm coaching a sport that has 30 games, but I've got these 10 events, it might be a little easier to say, hey, we only have these 10. Let's. But I think here it's even easier than that because they get fired up about playing somebody local would that is that accurate yeah the, the atmosphere is what separates us you know our game day atmosphere when Williamson County and, and really for us it doesn't matter who we play uh, our students and band and cheerleaders all show up but when you're playing a, another county school it's not even close just the atmosphere and the excitement and, and buzz around it and our kids know each other and they've played against each other a long time so it's a different level of excitement for sure Game history, obviously you guys hadn't coached in every game. Coach Stidham last year was your first game in this series. Coach Hester, I was looking 
this is hard for me to believe. Maybe it's because there was those couple of years that you were the head coach that y'all didn't play. I believe this is the fifth time uh, that you've been in this game, 4-0 in this game. and only, it, was, it was shocking to me when I looked. Oh, coach, it's only his fifth time coaching against Indy. But it, those two you didn't yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, it's only my sixth season in that for this to be a matchup. So, I mean, that's probably about right. I know there, there was a time, uh, history of the Super 32, whatever that was, the Z plan, two years we didn't play. So, yeah. Both won a state title during that time. Yep. And you scrimmaged. Yep. But not didn't play for real. 14-3 uh, and three overall, Ravenwood. Ravenwood 1-0 and in the playoffs. Ravenwood 10 in a row. I'm not putting that on you, Coach. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're only involved in one, but that's a pretty good streak. So it'd be big region-wise, Coach Hester, if you guys can make it 11. I mean, there's only five region games. So every one puts you a little bit closer to that goal of – the playoffs, being seated, going deep, all these matter in terms of getting you there. Yeah, and I think there's a good opportunity that several of our teams play each other twice this year. You know what I mean? So, you know, just looking at how we match up with Region 5 and, and those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, first opportunity to play each other tonight, but may not be the last one of the season. So, Coach Stedham, 0-1 in the series against Coach Hester, but Coach, who is w I'm willing to say this because I went back and looked and he said it last year, Listen, they can't take back the first game in <laughs> Nolensville football varsity. Yeah, I made history. sure I met his yeah. wife for the first time recently. <laughs> I made sure I reminded her of that as well. So that's true. That's true. So. <laughs> now that was a great atmosphere too. It was. That was well, game that was day, right? Fun. Yeah, that's yeah, so. game day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor uh, Looney parachuted in. Oh, that's right. Yep. Were you looking at that going? Well, I'd like to go there. Wow, what are these nut jobs doing? What were you thinking when you saw that? Well, I knew they only had freshmen and sophomores, and I said, we're never playing them again. Yes. <laughs> so the, yeah, but the parachuting, were you like, oh, that's the director so of schools? Well, we're walking out, and I told our kids, don't look at all this, get locked in, focused. <laughs> then I saw it, and I said, y'all can look up. This is pretty cool. <laughs> it's not something you see every day, for sure. Yeah, Dr. Qualls was telling me, in his landing, he said it was perfect, and the timing, and right there on the 50, and the game ball, and... It's kind of all wasn't quite as good after that, Coach Hester. But obviously, uh, uh, Coach Derek reminded me of this last week, which I thought was cool. That, and we're not talking no one'sville, but as far as we could find, and I think you're the same, may have been the only team to ever win a playoff game without a senior. Oh, I'm, I know that to be a fact. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's one thing that we, you know, wears a badge of honor, I guess, is that uh, that second year team, you know, went and upset a one seed and, and was in the second round game until the very end, lost on the last play. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big deal. None of those kids could hardly even drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was good. Hey, we're riding the bus because we have to. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't get there. <laughs> Let's talk about last week's game. Now, Coach Stidham, let's start with you. 28-7 win at Beach. Now, we were talking about this before the show. That's, I mean, not many people go into Beach and have that dominant performance, even if they're up, down, whatever. So they scored their first touchdown, correct me if I'm wrong, less than two minutes left in the game. So it was over. I don't know if you had subs in or they had subs or whatever it was. Luke McNeely, your quarterback, gets three rushing TDs. Obviously, I wasn't at the game. As I read through it and looked at your stats, I got a feeling you're happy with the progress you continue to make. Because, that's again, that's not an easy place to go play and win. Yeah, we, we had a great – it started with a great week of practice. The kids weren't uh, – we did told them, you know, we're playing the defending 6A runner-up, but it's not time to be intimidated. And so we went in, prepared really well. I thought our kids had a great focus. 
Um, it was also their homecoming, and sometimes homecoming is, is hard for the home team, and a lot of distractions. So uh, they're, they're a really good football team, and we got a lot of breaks and, and uh, allowed them to, to work for us. They're so physical, but I thought our offensive line made a big jump, and Luke McNeely was really special last Friday. And then defensively, uh, we did a great job of limiting their big plays and uh, made them keep snapping it again and, and gave us a chance. I was thinking going into that game, because you both like to run the ball, that that game, even with homecoming festivities, could have been over in like an hour and 30 minutes. Was it pretty quick? It was pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, we got we got home, even though uh, we're, it was a long ride for us, uh, we got home pretty early for sure. <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> right. Well, and I was thinking too, maybe, you know, you're talking about homecoming, but I was thinking maybe they didn't have anywhere to sit. No, they had portable bleachers that uh, they were good and ours were, were full. Our band even went to it and cheerleaders had to find a place to cheer. They were all, you could see on film, we had cheerleaders in the end zone on different sidelines. So uh, it was fun because it was a big, it was atmosphere because it was a, a smaller portable bleachers, but it was full on both sides. So. Yeah. Well, a great win for your team. Uh, Coach Hester, last week you take care of Overton 49-7, fourth straight win for the young Raptors. And I, I like what you talked about with the, in, in the paper there. I could tell it was a message to your team. I don't want to hear about this sophomore business. I know we're playing young guys. Get over it. They're getting to play. They're more experienced now. Let's don't even talk about that anymore. Uh, two fumbles early, trailed seven to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Now, these are my words, not yours, but I'd be curious if you agree with this. Last two games, you've had pretty dominant performances, but the slow starts, probably not happy with in terms of turning the ball over. Yeah, there were four turnovers in the first three minutes of the game, all hours. Uh, Two of them were fumbles, but two we threw two interceptions, too, during that time frame. One of them was like a pun, but one of them was pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have to start faster. You know, if we do that same deal this tonight, we'll get beat. So, uh, we've got to take care of the football. We've got to start faster. Uh, you, know, you know, I don't – you rack your head about what causes those things. Was it, you know, preparation? Was it a bad pregame speech? Was it whatever? You know what I mean? Uh, in the end, we started fast some games, we started slow some games, we've done everything the same. So uh, we just got to make sure that we're focused. I think the atmosphere and who we're playing will will help that tonight. Uh, but in the end, we got to start a little bit faster. Now, you don't like to talk about the youth thing, but I, when I see slow starts, sometimes that is a trait of younger people. Is that not... Are I don't you? know. I'm pretty old, so it, I started quickly because it's usually over pretty quick. So I got to make sure that I do whatever I can uh, to get these kids ready to go from the beginning. So Okay. All right. I, I get your messaging. So a second quarter, four straight touchdowns. Okay. And you, uh, Femi Babalola, who's getting better every week. Uh, two touchdown passes, Cy Longley, Patrick Sullivan, Carter Pace with a couple touchdowns uh, in the third quarter really put the thing away. And then Jaden Smitherman. There's a guy we're hearing about a lot, fumble recovery and interception. He's obviously uh, one of your key guys, too, and had another great game last week. Yeah, Jaden's playing very, very well. Uh, I think he's had some non-traditional touchdowns this year, obviously an interception return for a touchdown. He's recovered a block punt for a touchdown. Uh, still can't say enough about what our special teams have done throughout the year to this point. Uh, you know, They've made a big play in every game, so uh, hopefully we can continue that trend. Coach Stedham, uh, I want to talk a little bit more with Coach Hester about this because he hadn't been here, but I do want to mention it to you as well. You look at the region, 1-0, 1-0, Brentwood 1-0, Franklin 0-1, Summit 0-1, Overton 0-1. Now, you don't have to respond to this. Coach Hester might. Overton's not making the playoffs. They're not making it. 
So it's down to R5. Franklin Summit, the winner tonight is going to make playoffs. That's going to be the fourth one. And then the rest of you guys are kind of working for position. That's how it seems like it's going, well, Coach Stidham. I know um, you can't really totally respond to that, but that's, well, I think, this is why I'm here. I think there's so much parity uh, of the five teams. I mean, uh, whoever loses isn't out of it between Franklin and Summit because you get into the tiebreaker and different right. different things. So, uh, no, there's still a lot to play for, uh, without a doubt. But uh, I did watch them. They played really well against Overton, or at least after a slow start. And uh, so, yes, I would say on paper at least that those five teams uh, are a little bit ahead of Overton. Now, Coach, to you're a great guy. That's the nicest way anybody's ever told me you are – Dead wrong. <laughs> but, dude, Coach, that's kind of the – Overton's not – you've already beaten Overton, so you can say it. They're out. Well, I mean, we got the tiebreaker over them, so. <laughs> uh, so I can say they're out head-to-head -head with us. <laughs> but, I mean, just score watch, right? Yeah. I mean, Franklin Independence is an overtime game. Yeah. Brentwood Summit is a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. I mean, come on now. That means everybody can beat everybody on a, on, a, on a given night. And just like last year, you know, you could have been one, you could have been four. I mean, I think there's a good good probability that the four playoff teams will come from Williamson County Schools. I, I feel pretty good to say that. I think you're right in that aspect. But how it sorts out, I think any of the five have a great chance to make it. Well, let, let's talk about it in a little different way, too, and forget the teams. I, I, I feel like this is true. Because I can remember this from coaching. Anytime you start off and everybody's kind of close, and it's like, man, the team at the bottom could beat us. As the year goes by and you keep losing, those teams quit playing as well. It's just, it's just, it's like, I don't know if you don't believe or you just don't know how to win. So I would argue that the teams with no wins or one win, you get them later and you've won four or five, their confidence is down, yours is rising. I think they separate more once you get to game seven or eight. Again, not talking about specific teams. You, does that make any sense? Or I think I sometimes it depends who you've played. You know, you might be 0-2 and, and you've played the top two teams in the region. Someone else is 2-0 and and they've played the bottom two and you guys might be the third and fourth. Right. So, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it more than anything, especially this time of year. We don't need to overreact over one region game yet. Yeah, yeah and I think, you know, also the belief factor is is the key, right? I mean – Coach Tittum's played six overtimes this year, done quite well in those situations, right? So his team believes they're never out of the game. No matter what happens, they're going to have a chance to be successful, right? So some people haven't faced adversity like that. You know I mean? Some people have, you know, not played close games. And so if they get in that situation, how are they going to respond? They know exactly what it feels like and how to respond. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a key. could be a factor in tonight's game. You know, they've played close games and know how to finish those games, you know, do the Raptors. You know, the, the thing, and, and with us, too, in defense of this whole conversation, you take a Franklin. Let's say they're the team that's out and they win one game. You guys know, and I know, coming from here, that one or two win team can beat a lot of teams that make the playoffs. That's the unique, what's unique about being us, I think. Most places you got one or two wins, like, why are we even making the playoffs? We want to get this over with. Is that fair to say that? Oh, I think it's a real fine line between uh, the, the Williamson County teams. You know, I think that any of us can beat anybody on a given night. And uh, there's, it's just all those little things that we as coaches preach. You know, I mean, frankly, fourth and one in the first overtime, uh, we barely score or, or they're 1-0. They're 
you know, and we're having a different conversation. So uh, it's going to be a battle tonight. You know, I would imagine tonight's going to be close. We're going to have to play well, but if we play well, tonight's going to be a close game and, and who can make one more play at the end. We've been fortunate in overtime, two of the three overtimes, to make one more play. Coach Hester, that fair, you know, talking about the one win, it's different when you're here because our one and two win teams usually are a little higher level than yeah, maybe I mean, some other places. You know, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, if specifically talking about our teams right now that, you know, don't have great records in our league, you know, the strength of schedule that they've played and the teams that they've played, and then you look at the scores, I mean, you know, Franklin took them to overtime. You know, they're, Nolensville's 5-0, and oh, and they – you know, fought them tooth and nail. That FRA team that they played is pretty, un, you know, pretty doggone good. You know what I mean? So uh, sometimes it's difficult for us to schedule games. So the records sometimes get skewed a little bit when uh, you're having to play maybe, you know, people you wouldn't necessarily sign up to play. Well, and that's you and I've talked about that a lot, Coach Hester. You're scheduling some games because some other people won't play you. But you take a team like Franklin, one in 24 over their last 25 games, they got the same problem. There's some people who won't play them. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of being where we are, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's easy to complain about, but, you know, uh, it, you're in Williamson County and people th hold you in a different regard. So. Which which I love it. I, I love yeah. it in my role. I love it as a coach. I think it's great. All right, let's talk about your team specifically, offensively. Coach Hester, you look at a guy like Femi Babaloba, Babaloa, Lola, young guy. We'll just call him Femi. Babalola, <laughs> I've got it. I had to educate Tate about it. He, I think he was saying Balboa. Like, no, it's Rocky. We don't want to play him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of old. Man. <laughs> so you've got Femi, sophomore. He's new to the scene. A lot of people didn't even know who he was. And then you got the veteran, Carter Pace, offensively. So you've got some guys with some different experience. And they're not the only two guys. I know you're going to talk about your offensive line and some other things. But pretty interesting. Two names that get mentioned a lot. You got the the young puppy, and then you got that veteran, Carter Pace. Yeah, and I think they're both playing well. I mean, uh, I think at times we've not taken care of the ball good enough. Uh, but for the most part, you know, a little bit about Femi's story. Last game, game he started before the second game of the season was in eighth grade. An entire freshman season, he didn't get to play because of injury. And uh, so he's basically a freshman from a – experience standpoint and you know Carter Pace has been in all these games he's basically played uh, every meaningful game we've had since he was a sophomore you know his kind of breaking onto the scene was as a sophomore against NBA I think he rushed for 200 yards in the first game of his sophomore year uh, he's the right at leader of our team I mean as he goes we kind of go and uh, we're going to have to do a good job of getting him the ball tonight and opportunities. You know, Beach was unable to run the football against Independence. That's a Beach team who Anthony Crabtree values running the football. And if a team that hangs their hat on running the ball can't, then, you know, we may be in trouble. So we got to find a way to be able to do that. Coach Stidham, uh, talking about your offense and what you like to do, I know we talk about McNeely a lot and Needham a lot, but I think you would agree with this. For what you're trying to do, that offensive line, Keep getting better. Keep getting better. Keep getting better. Yeah, they they played really well last Friday and can and continue to. They they have to. You know, you the team that wins the line of scrimmage has a huge advantage. I don't care what your offense is, running, passing. Last year, uh, the game was won by the team with the, that won in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I was really proud of those guys. Um, 
you know, we have, we have uh, a couple seniors, Miles Matheny and Houston Upchurch continues to get better, and then a junior in Trevor Condra, and two sophomores in uh, Siler Green and Caden Liebler. So guys we're really proud of, and hopefully they'll continue to get better. Let's talk a little defense. Coach Hester, you've given up seven points or less in three of your five games. you got some guys who you got back after the beginning of the year. Uh, seems like your defense is sort of hitting their stride too, at least so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of that's matchups and schedule and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, we're still trying to play a complete football game. You know, we've got to do a good job of getting off the field on third down. You know, Coach Sid up in there. Group tonight's going to try to stay on time, if you will, you know, getting short yards in third down, taking care of the football, you know, the kind of the marks of a great option offense. And uh, they're doing a good, just like we talked about earlier, they're doing a great job of improving every week. You know, this isn't the offense they ran last year, right? So, you know, they're maybe January is the first time they even started talking about it, right? So uh, they've done a great job. It's not an easy offense having coached in the offense before. It's not an easy offense to just throw out there and be great at, and especially when you have a quarterback who may not have done it all of his life, right? Uh, and they're doing a great job. The quarterback is a problem for sure. Coach Stidham, talk about your defense. Obviously, they played really well last week, which we talked about. But even some of those higher-scoring games, they've come up with big plays in the clutch too. So regardless how many points have been scored, your guys have made plays when you needed them to defensively at the end of games. Yeah, we had uh, Eli Bauman had a big pass breakup against Franklin to, to on fourth down to allow us to win that game. But, uh, yeah, they're doing a good job. And that was the big thing is stop giving up big plays. When you can't give up big plays in high school, keep making them snap it again. And uh, we're playing against – some people that can run really well tonight that uh, I don't know how you limit all their big plays. I mean, they got guys that are so fast, they deserve a ticket in our school zone, you know? <laughs> I mean, they can fly. And so we're going we're gonna to be have to limit them as best we can. Uh, but the kids are flying around and getting to the football. But you also got to stay home for reverse and boot and all those things. So it's going to be a challenge tonight, but really proud of those guys, how they're playing. So I'm far. just curious, too, with your team. Uh, and maybe it's not something you'd even disclose or have thought about. What's time of possession look like in your games? Is that uh, no idea? <laughs> I, don't, I don't check. I, I don't feel know. like you might be lying, actually. But <laughs> no, I really don't. Um, but that's I, a, that's a big thing because you want to keep. That's part of being a good defense, right? Keep the keep well, the other team's offense off the field. Well, I, I mean, if you're playing that. So now you sometimes you come off the field because you give up a touchdown on two plays. You know, sometimes you can have 80 snaps and they have 20, but they score 45 points yeah. in those 20. So now I, I honestly don't ever look at time yeah. of possession. And you, know, you also got to look at the numbers, kind of inside the numbers. You know, you talked about some of those games where people scored. Well, those games were like 14 to 14 when they right. ended in regulation. You know what I mean? Right. So right. just because they get to start at the 10-yard line, they score a few more points <laughs> in right. that in that atmosphere. But I think the defense has played great all season long. You know, I mean, Oakland is an outlier, right? First game of the year, yeah. bringing in some new people. But ever since that game, you know, the regulation score has been less than 20 out of most of their opponents. So uh, I think they've been doing a great job on defense all season. And, you know, I think I mentioned it to Scott when we talked over the weekend is that they're having a great time playing the game. You can pause it. I even – that's how we started our first meeting on Sunday with the kids. We bring our kids in on Sunday to watch film. And I made them watch the first five minutes of the defensive group from Independence against Beach. I said, look at these guys. 
They're flying around. They're having a great time. They're playing with energy. They're playing with intensity. You know, that's the scariest part of that defense because they believe in whatever's going on, whatever Coach Burks has going on. They believe in that. And, you know, that's that's what we got to try to win against tonight. Coach Hester sounds like he's part of the independent staff right now. <laughs> they better play hard because, again, <laughs> you know, we're not very big. We're not incredibly fast, but they do play really hard. And the coaching staff has done a great job preparing them. And, uh, and you know, Reese Pickering's one of our outside linebackers. Just He brings enthusiasm, excitement, everything he does. So uh, we're going to have to have it tonight for sure. Coach Hester, let's talk uh, again, first time on the show this year. Special teams, obviously something that can make a huge difference in these games, especially when you're closely, uh, you know, the games are so close and the teams are so close. Talk about the play of your special teams so far this season. You've been pleased? Yeah, I've been very pleased. I think our return game on kickoffs has done a very good job. It's going to be a little bit different tonight because they run two kickers out there and try to play cat and mouse with you a little bit. So we got to figure out how to handle that. Uh, but, yeah, we've done a good job giving our offense the ball in good field position. We've got one – two that we've returned for touchdowns this year on kickoffs. Uh, we've blocked a punt for a touchdown. Uh, we've done some good things. Our kick cover's been good. Uh, the thing that's most impressive to me, and, and a lot of people may or may not know, but Chris Rowland is back coaching with us, played with us, uh, but he was a special teamer in the NFL for his time there. And you got David Akers. What they've done is they've created it to be cool to be a special teams guy. And, you know, they – have nicknames for them all and, you know, what they call the teams. And those guys have really bought into playing special teams and giving great effort on special teams. And, you know, it, it's shown up in the stat sheet for us. You know, both of you guys have this with guys who played at the ultimate level on your staff. It seems to me that sometimes those guys can't get down to the level of the high school kid, but you both have said your guys have done a great job of that, which I don't think is always easy for a guy that's been a pro. Well, I, I would say for sure. Um, and the two guys for us were undersized, and so yeah. they kind of had to be those hard workers. It's the guys that were blessed with so much ability and came so easy for them. They're the ones that maybe sometimes struggle uh, to teach it. But uh, I'd say both of our, the coaches on our staff, they did it by hard work and overcoming a lot of adversity. We talk about the kickers in Williamson County, how great they are, but Coach Stidham, your guy comes up more than anybody. Uh, he may be the best in the league, and he's a junior. Yeah, he's, you know, I just wish he could kick it in the end zone because there's nobody to kick it to tonight. <laughs> I mean, everybody you kick it to is fast, so we better play cat and mouse and find somebody, <laughs> kick it somewhere that it can go back. Cause, uh, but Landrick's been really good for us and uh, really accurate. You know, what? what's neat is a year ago, he had a chance to kick a field goal to beat Brentwood in regulation and didn't, missed it. We ended up losing in overtime, and he didn't allow it to it, to cause him to, it didn't dwell on it, I guess. And yeah. he's continued to get better and has had some really big kicks for us. I'm really happy for him. He has. All right, let's finish up. Again, we're talking about tonight's WCTV region matchup, the game of the week, Ravenwood visiting Independence. Coach Hester, give me a key or two for your team offensively tonight. Got to take care of the football. The turnovers that we've had problems with at times can't can't rear its ugly head. Uh, we got to find a way to run it against that defensive front that you know shut down the beach team last week and and kind of uh, got them out of what they like to do. So uh, you know valuing the football and finding a way to run it, I'd say he's probably pretty close to the game plan for both of us. Coach Stedham, yeah, taking the 
Taking care of the football, takeaways is going to be huge, and it is in every game, especially against two teams I feel pretty equal, like, again, all those Wilco matchups. So that, and then we, we, can't, we can't have negative plays. That's one thing we probably improved the most the last couple of weeks, so avoiding negative plays and don't get in second and third and long where we're become more predictable. Defensively, Coach Hester, challenges of facing their offense, which is going to be pretty unique to what you've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, you only have four days really to prepare for an option offense, right? You got to play the dive, you got to play the quarterback, you got to play the pitch, and then, as Coach Winfrey always used to say, the threat of the home run pass, right? So you got to be able to play all those, uh, and which um, creates one on one matchups, right? You know, you got to tackle well because there may be times where you got one guy to make the play. It's not not like somebody running the eye or whatever, you toss the ball out there, all 11 people are running out. And like, you, you can't do that against the option. You got to stay home, you got to play your responsibility. So tackling will be a premium tonight. Coach Stidham, you talked about the weapons that Ravenwood has that you're concerned about. What, what do you need to do defensively? Well, we got to, you got to somehow stop the run. I mean, we, did, we didn't, one, even come close a year ago. And again, they've got a great offensive line, a big time running back, and then you got all these receivers that can run. And I love the quarterback, man. He's getting better each week and uh, throws the ball really well, and he can also run. So, you know, when you have all those weapons, it's hard to stop somebody. But uh, we, have to, uh, we have to find some way to keep making them snap it again, limit their big plays, limit the, the, you know, try to corral their speed to give us a chance. Hey, and be aware of my man, number zero, <laughs> yeah. Jacob We're, Thompson. That's, that's pretty cool. He's a little bitty small zero. Yeah. That's yeah, the we're, big, biggest zero in history. We're aware. He's I got that run. thing stretched out. <laughs> that's pretty cool, by the way. Gentlemen, appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for the Coaches Show. We'll see you next time.